0: And we welcome you to the Monday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. That is the soulful saxophone playing of Mr. Richard Elliott, who is the headliner for what promises to be yet another wonderful Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival here in Kenosha, coming up this Saturday, August 20th. I'm really excited to have uh, sitting around me a studio full of people who are busy as participants and or coordinators for this year's festival, which has really come to be one of the happiest and most anticipated summertime events here in southeastern Wisconsin. First of all, uh, the, the boss is here, Tim Mahone, and uh, he is chair of the Mahone Fund. Yes, uh, President Brian Albrecht just walked down the hall and gave a good wave to everybody. And actually, the real boss behind the boss is here as well, Artis Mahone, <laughs> yeah. Director of uh, Community Engagement. Okay. And uh, also with us, uh, Terry Jacobson. Some of you uh, know her with a very different hat that she uh, wears for uh, Kenosha County government. But today she's just, just the... uh the uh, studio, a uh, cooking studio captain for the festival, which is one of the really uh, most exciting parts of this event, aside from all the great music. Also with us is a uh, local firefighter, a member of Firefighters Local 414, Jeff Widener, who is uh, one of the headline cooks uh, for that phase of the uh, of the festival. And today, for the first time joining us as well, is Sharonda Glass, who is the captain for another segment that is a brand new addition to the festival, The Stepping for Academic Excellence. We're going to be finding out all about that. So a warm welcome to all five of you. We're glad we could cram you into the WGTD studios. Welcome to the morning show.
1: Thank, Thank you.
2: you.
0: Thank you very much. Good Thanks to be for getting up early on this Monday morning. So, Tim and Artis, I think we should start by giving uh, our listeners, uh, any listeners who might not be aware of what this event is all about uh the sort of the heart and soul of it which of course uh would be uh as a memorial a vibrant memorial for your marvelous parents Mary Lou and Arthur F Mahone so take it away tell our listeners about them and how their legacy has inspired this great event well thank
3: you first of all for having us back you know we all look forward to coming back and sharing the stories not only of the festival but uh, the great work that our parents um, contributed to the city and to the lives of many people who are in Kenosha—you know—one of the reasons the Harbor Park Jazz and Blues Festival was created was to raise funds to perpetuate the Mahon Fund, and thus the legacy of my parents, who, together with, with different visions, uh, collaboratively were change agents for humanity here in town, right? They worked across racial lines to create pathways for people who may not have the voice to see what's next for them uh, or create the uh, necessary components of life um, to, to succeed and move forward, to cross the lane. She uh, provided a comfort zone for people to uh, move out of their comfort zone hmm. to work together across racial lines. And so as brother and sister, artist being my, uh, the oldest and me being the youngest, and actually Sharonda, actually we all grew up together. So Sharonda is oh. quite familiar with our family history, ah. most of us all here, but we actually grew up. And so um, it was important for our family to perpetuate that legacy, right? <clears throat> so what does that mean? right? So we have the Mahon Fund, which is primarily around the career exploration organization, right? Mm -hmm. It's a mentoring program which provides academic and career planning for our young students. Again, providing them a vision for future pathways for their future opportunities, right? And so we provide ACT prep, college prep, uh, career prep, internship programming, uh, life skills training, things of that sort to help them shape their lives, right? And so Um, that cohort becomes a uh, pipeline, if you will, for our scholarship program. Scholarship program provides um, clear opportunities, academic opportunities for our deserving students, 317 students later. Hmm. And the benefit to us as a family and the community at large is they get to come back and volunteer and be a part of the next generation growth for our community. So uh, we're pleased to have the fundraiser. It's 17th year. Um, but it, it wouldn't happen without folks like this, right, mm-hmm. in the community. And the community comes together every year. We're a 118-member volunteer organization, uh, all volunteers who produce not just this event, but a variety of events, all for the proceeds to success, uh, to perform,
0: excuse me, to provide opportunities for our kids. So, But, th- but this is the biggie this of is all it. of the events. This is the big, big events.
3: Celebration of- place. Everybody comes to Kenosha on this Saturday right on our lakefront. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yes. Mm, I'm good. talking too
0: much. We got <laughs> many people here. We got everybody we got a, here to talk. We got a room full of. We other got a room people full of folks. All right.
1: You're You're well,
0: good. let's get it. See if we can get shy artist Mahone to join in and follow up in on her very brother's shy. wonderful opening. Yes.
1: Well, I guess I, that's a lot to follow up. On. I think that's the whole spiel, right? Okay. Um, I just want to interject to the fact that not only are these scholarships for our graduating. Students, but our participation in the community goes further back when the children are in middle school and elementary school. We're prepping them for them to be able to be a part of going to college, whether it's a four year or a two year. We have many of our recipients attending Gateway, and we have had the opportunity to tell our students you can get a good paying job if you attend Gateway. And, you know, kids need to understand that you don't have to be a teacher to make a living. And the social skills that we are uh, giving to our kids are the social skills that they need to be good human beings. Hmm. We're not talking about just making a job. We're talking about being good human beings and giving back to mankind. Um, I know a lot of the kids that are out here, and they'll say, "Miss Artis, how can I? And we get them involved, and the next thing you know, in fact... I have a young man uh, who was involved in a lot of situations when he was in middle school, and I was with him yesterday, and this kid is just doing great things. Hmm. He's a carpenter, and I am so proud of him. Hmm. No, he didn't become a Mahone scholar, but that's because he wouldn't pay attention. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) He's paying attention now, but the Mahone Scholarships and the foundation is a wonderful organization, Uh, We, Mm -mm. the community really should pay attention to what we're doing Mm. because this is not just a Mahone. this is a Kenosha. Right. Mm. And as you'll find out that we're out all around the United States because we have people coming to this event from everywhere, Mm. Texas, New York. So that's what we're all about here.
0: Fantastic. Building a lot of bridges in really exciting ways, so uh, Terry Jacobson, uh, explain how you first became involved with this and and what sort of pulled you in I mean what uh, I mean you are busy enough as it is, and yet you happily joyously make time for this in your life. Tell us why
2: well um how is, I don't know how, it's Tim Mahone's fault. Um, uh, I've known Tim my whole life, I, yeah. essentially. Both of our mothers were really active in the community, and they would drag us along and, yeah, and make us do things. <laughs> and So pretty much my entire life I've known Tim and artists. And why? Why is because it's an amazing organization. I, we do a scholarship dinner Um, every spring for the kids called Reaching for the Rainbows. And I tell you, if you can attend that dinner and not cry at least five times, you're a stronger human being than I am. (laughs) Because listening to these kids get up there and talk about how much the scholarship means to them, how much all the mentorship that the Mahomes give to them, it's it's an amazing thing. And then working at the Jazz Festival every year, um, we have a lot of kids from Boys and Girls Club and from community schools that come and work with us. And those kids are so excited. And they have so much respect for the Mahone Fund. Uh, they're kind enough to remind me to change my shirt every year um, so that I'm not wandering around in the wrong shirt. And, uh, but they have a healthy respect for, for the organization and the people and to see that growth in the kids and then as they come back year after year, um, mm. it 's amazing, and I have a passion for food. My grandmother always <laughs> taught me that you show people you love them through food, <laughs> and so I think that 's why Tim hit me up to work <laughs> with artists <laughs> on the cooking studio oh, wow. is because of that. so um, that combination of just being born and raised in Kenosha and loving this community and wanting to see everyone and succeed is really what 's going on here fantastic
0: uh, For anybody uh, just joining us, I want to reintroduce the five people that are in our studios today. Uh, we are talking about the upcoming uh, Harbor Park Jazz and Rhythm and Blues Festival, which is this Saturday, August twentieth, down at Celebration Pace, Place along the harbor of Kenosha. And uh, you said the seventeenth, right? Seventeenth <laughs> edition great. of this give or take big, COVID years. event, right? Which uh, yeah, right, go, which yeah. which began uh, in in. Relatively humble fashion, although it had quite a splash even the very first year. And, uh, but, right. uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> than one. Literally. yeah, and, uh, but is uh, here to stay and such an exciting part of the, of the summer schedule here in southeastern Wisconsin. Tim Mahone and Artist Mahone are both with us. Terry Jacobson, you were just hearing from. Jeff Widener is here representing uh, Firefighters Local 414. He's one of the cooking studio particip- participants. We'll be talking about that in just a second. And we will be getting to Sharonda Glass, who is captain of something new for the festival, the Stepping for Academic Excellence. Uh, we'll get to that eventually. But Sharonda, Tim said something about how you actually kind of grew up with the Mahones, at least for part of your life. Just, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about that and, uh, and maybe some of your own uh, memories of, 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 of Mary Lou and Arthur H. Mahone. Oh, F. sure. Mahone.
4: Sure, absolutely, yes. Yes. Um, Many years ago, uh, too many to count, and I definitely <laughs> won't share. Radio, but, You're going to um, keep the
0: math to yourself? i just okay, keep the ahead. math
4: to myself. But um, my parents um, most certainly were really good friends with, with artists. And, um, you know, Kenosha is a small community. And you had a lot of families migrate here from the South and um, really became really good friends and growing up in the neighborhood where um, everybody knew the Mahones. Um, uh, Tim and I are the same age, and so <laughs> we, we grew up together. You um, just told on yourself. I just told on myself. And, I'm not um, giving age either. <laughs> yeah.
1: You told on yourself.
4: <laughs> fond, fond memories of, of the family and um My parents always talking about the Mahones and the relationship that my parents had with artists and just um, coming together as one. I I don't... There aren't any strangers in in Kenosha. Mm -hmm. And I think when you grow up in the same neighborhood, Kenosha neighborhoods are neighborhoods. Um, Everyone takes care of one another. I just remember us taking care of one another. Mm -hmm. And so those are very fond memories, which also goes back to why the the Mahone Fund exists. It's about taking care of of everyone. And um, those are some really good memories. I think about even... Growing up in you know in the, on the thirtieth Avenue right off of thirtieth <laughs> Avenue right you know right down the street from Gateway really mm-hmm, right and just hanging out and even in the Lincoln neighborhood where some yeah. of us met and and grew up and you still just grow family mm-hmm. and so very very fond memories.
0: Wonderful, I'm glad so glad you're here and in a little while we'll be hearing about this new addition to the uh, Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival that you are uh, a part of. The uh, the the festivities actually open with food, so nothing wrong with that. The gates open at twelve twelve noon, twelve noon, and at twelve forty five, this exciting thing called the uh, cooking studio gets underway, and that's primarily what Terry and Jeff Widener are here to uh, to talk about. Uh, so Terry, first of all, summarize this whole phase of of the festival, which is called the cooking studio. That was not a part of the first one, I don't think, or the first couple. not. Not at all. No. It has grown, seven, actually, six over the years. years.
2: Yeah, it's grown over the years. Um, and while the Mahone Fund tends to fo- focus on um, education, there's also a health um, portion of this, and community health and taking care of each other. It's all part of taking care of our community. And so it started as trying to bring food and healthier eating into this whole organization. Plus, their parents, much like my grandmother, thought that food was the way that you showed people how you love them. And so um, that's how it kind of started. We had a, a bunch of different chefs, really famous. Dan Bonanno, who's from Kenosha, mm-hmm. has a great restaurant up in Madison. He came and taught us how to roast an entire pig one time. <laughs> uh, that we've had uh, chefs from famous Milwaukee restaurants come down. But the last few years, what we've been doing is we've been having a firefighter face-off between different fire departments because there is that whole thing about cooking in fire stations that I think there's a m- mythology over.
4: Yeah,
2: And it's been a really great partnership to have another group of people that care for our community the way that mm-hmm. they do come together and help us do this. And they love working with the kids and coming out and helping out. And so this year we've got... Our Kenosha Local 414 um, facing off against Greenfield Local 1963. So um, we have that little battle, and it's going to be a summer slider showdown. Mm. So each team is going to be creating their own sliders and two side dishes to go with. And the audience is going to get to judge it. So we have this great giant trophy of a gold fire truck with whisks and spatulas involved (laughs) that the winning team gets to have their plaque added to. and um, It's really a great, fun afternoon thing, and the audience gets to not only judge and vote on which team is going to win, but they also get to ask questions through the whole thing. We have a demonstration. We have a cook a little cooking studio that we created and put up every year. Bear Homes helped us out with that, and um, we also have the Wisconsin Firefighters Association um, that is sponsoring this event and helping us set everything up. And Gateway's a huge part, um, both their culinary and the front the emergency services program um, are involved in it and they help emcee it. They have volunteers that, that work with the firefighters in the background. So it's an amazing event. And uh, something you just have to come and see. And every year, the guys always surprise me a little bit on how it all do, all comes together in the end. Nothing like hmm. throwing out a hundred samples to the audience <laughs> in, you know, <laughs> about a ha- half an hour time. So,
5: <laughs> organized chaos. Yeah, that, that's
2: a good good way to put it, Jeff. Um, and Jeff here has actually been the the Kenosha lead the last two years, and he's starting to hand over the reins to the next generation uh, so that we can keep this going.
0: Very good. So, Jeff, first of all, let's, let's talk for a moment about what Terry just touched on, which is kind of the mystique that surrounds the, the cooking that goes on in, sure. in a lot of firehouses.
5: So yeah. tell us how much truth is behind that well, uh, that mystique. you know, it's a, it's a subculture thing. Um, we work uh, 24 hours at a time, so we live together. We have to work together. Um, and so we eat together. Um, so it's a, it's a culture. It becomes a a second family for us. Uh, we spend one third of our working careers in the fire station. And so just like the Mahone fund, uh, there's a community, uh, we support that community as well. And so what we do is, is we have to, uh, cook every day. And in some of the stations we're feeding 12, 14, uh, and occasionally a few guests that push it into 16. (laughs) So it's like running a, a small restaurant at times. Wow. Um, But it's certainly a a super, super important culture. Um, As people are split up during the day going on calls, going to trainings, um, doing community uh, outreach and things of that nature, uh, the sacred time is noon and we're all back together sitting at a table just like you do at home with your family. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's a pretty interesting dynamic. Fantastic. So
0: who exactly does the cooking, or do, well, does that responsibility get kind of passed around, and, um, how, and how organized a rotation are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. None of, none of, that. Yeah, none of that really
5: exists. It's, it comes down to a couple of factors. One, um, who's willing to do the cooking? Two, who's available to do the cooking? And three, if both of those factors aren't available, it's the lowest senior guy. No, so I, um, No. It's uh usually most of the shifts have have a designated person that does a major portion of their cooking. So um cook? uh well, there's a few guys that have struggle with jello and <laughs> and uh and boiling water and things like that. Mac and cheese, you know, that that's always a good backup. But uh but we have a lot of fantastic cooks that that have really kind of taken it uh uh to another level. Um and again that that showing love through food, you know, that's how we uh we show our coworkers uh, how committed we are to one another by putting some time and effort into it.
2: Even if you get a call in the middle of making... Yep, yeah, we've thrown a lot of stuff in the trash. Yep, it's
5: exactly. happening. Uh, Absolutely.
0: So how much do you think about cooking healthy in the sense that because firefighting is such a physically rigorous kind of thing, I, you need to be in pretty darn good shape to do what you do? Uh, so how much do you think about that as you're planning and preparing meals?
5: I'll be honest with you. I was hoping this question wouldn't come up. Because, <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's, it's a good question. Um, you know, we obviously have to, we try very hard to provide a balanced meal. Um, sometimes that's not always possible based on call volume and things of that nature when we're able to actually orchestrate it. Um, but our, our large meal is usually served at noon and a lighter meal in the evening. Uh, where that tradition came from, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we have to be sustainable. So there's always, um, at least some sort of carbohydrate element to a meal because it sticks with you a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And there are times where many of our crews are missing meals or are eating meals two, three, and four hours later than what they should have. Wow. Um, so that it's relatively common practice. Um, obviously we have we have to stay in in good physical condition in order to do the job um and i would say that in general most people will probably have the time to eat healthier on their day off than they do mm-hmm. at work just because of the timing and and things of that nature right
0: tell so, us a, tell us a little bit about the dynamics of this particular event when for instance we'll have kenosha firefighters on one side and greenfield on the other uh, I suspect this is uh, a good-natured battle, if such a yeah, thing is possible. Yeah, you know it's Family funny friendly. If, friendly. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. It, I'm not going to lie; there, it's it can get heated at times. But um, but no. Uh, in all seriousness, you know, we're all part of the same uh, uh, international union. We're all part of the same state organization. Um, Greenfield guys, uh, we happen to have a, a very close relationship with uh, through our international motorcycle club. So a lot of these guys are guys we've known in excess of 10 years. So um, we're all there for the same mission more than anything, and that is to support the Mahone Fund. Um, Our opportunity through our charitable organizations is one that allows us to be able to defer those costs um, and to make this happen, provide another element to the program. I don't say that there's going to be any sort of team to team competition sabotage, but mm. you know <laughs> uh, but uh we talk da- a lot. yeah we talk a lot of a lot of smack and and uh and there, there may be a few things like But anyways, but it's all about uh, the program and putting it on for the audience. Excellent. Um, I love the idea of
0: sliders and side items. I think that's a really uh, great idea. So is it already set what you mm, are going to be setting out on? Yeah,
5: Twitter? so we, we have to actually submit um, a recipe um, that gets published into the cookbook that's available to all of the participants that come to vote on it. Um, In addition to that, um, we're putting out 100 samples uh, per team. So there's a little bit of orchestration there. We have donations from Bartolotta Restaurant Group that's going to be providing um, us with some specialized griddles and some uh, food product as well. So we've got to orchestrate a lot of those different things in order to kind of pull it together. And just like everything else in the fire department, there's no I in team. It's all of us, so we're all responsible. We divide those jobs up, and somehow we need to pull off a hundred sliders and two and two uh, <laughs> two sides for a hundred people in
2: uh, two and a, about two and two and a
5: half hours maximum. So we'll do some prep ahead of time in the station the night before and stuff like that to kind of set us up to win, but. Uh it's, it's very similar to the type of orchestration we've got to do at work. So it's no, no stranger to we, us.
2: We try to switch off kind of what it is every year. Um, I, I didn't like chicken year. That, that, was not <laughs> yes, that was Jeff's least favorite was the year that I, the
1: protein was chicken and they had to come up with something to do. But yeah. well, the thing about that is the fact that they keep winning. <laughs> it could not have been a poor year, right? Yeah, that, okay. that cheers you up
0: a lot when you have a yeah. trophy at the end of it. So, so what? So, are you making a specific kind of slider? I mean, was that yes. up to you guys? Uh,
5: yeah, they gave us the guideline of it has to be a slider uh, built by our choice, our recipe, however we do. And I'm not allowed yet. No, no, I'm I'm looking at Terry. She's saying, no, I'm not allowed to give the very specifics because, you know, the other team still has time. They could try and outdo it. You don't want Greenfield to, so. to cheat. Right, right, right.
2: Well, I think the other thing that's really fun this year, and in the past we have had nutritionists um, come and, and speak. So while the guys are doing this presentation and mm-hmm. this demonstration and teaching you how to make these, these great food items that they get to sample is – we have a nutritionist on. talking about how maybe you could make this a little more nutritious (laughs) um, or ways that you just have to watch portion sides. And this year, I'm super excited because as Tim says, many of our scholars often come back and this year, we have one of our former scholarship recipients, Andre Adams, who now owns Snap Fitness. Snap
3: Fitness 24 oh, 7.
2: Here in town. And he is coming back to be our nutritionist. So oh. he's got that special tie, and he's so excited to give back to the organization that helped him out. And he's been a member of the community forever. forever. So we're really excited to have that tie in and to bring them back. We have many of the same scholarship winners who come back and volunteer every year, mm. and we get to see them and hear from them and what they're doing and you know some have finished graduate school by now and some are working in their fields much Mm. like andre is and being a small business owner with his wife right that's
3: correct yep
2: uh, so it's so exciting to have mm. them um, come. The firefighters always have a good n- nature jabbing when we have the nutritionist on because yeah. you know.
1: <laughs>
5: well, you know, I think it's in our nature, but you
2: know, <laughs> it, 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 Absolutely. You know we
5: are we're, you know, it's just like your brothers and sisters working together, and you're always going to give somebody a hard time about something. So that's a big part of the fun. It is, um, but you know, we've got a bigger mission ahead of us. Um, you know, we've each one of our locals has a charitable arm. Um, and those charities, we do fundraising to raise money for those charities. And those charities then, in turn, are able to support bigger missions such as the Mahone Fund. Um, and it's interesting as you go along and you find out how, much, how many parallels there are between our charitable organization and the Mahone Fund. We're both mm. missioned to uh, meeting unmet needs in the community things that uh, there are not government social programs or things of that nature that ultimately uh, take care of everything. We're looking to pick up that slack and there's no better way or better use of our fundraising than uh, with partnerships like with Mahone Fund. Fantastic.
2: I think what I find out that Greenfield has such a great care organization they, they do as, as well. well. Um, so there's so many fire departments across the state that have great organizations that do that. And what, Jeff did say that Bartolotos is helping to donate food product, but these care organizations are donating the rest of it. Mm. So so there's less money coming out of our pocket at the Mahone Fund and more going towards scholarships. Mm. So they're picking up the cost of the propane for the grills and for their side dishes and for most of the the food for their sliders. So um, it is something that is really a team effort. And Jeff always comes through with his trailer full of surprise things that we will need um, through the The day. The magic trailer. (laughs) It's the magic trailer.
5: I got one
0: of those. Yep. Right. You need that? Right. We got one of those. <laughs> well, you do need magic to put on a festival like this though. Yeah.
3: It is important to thank Jeff though. He's carried our story through the Firefighters Brotherhood, right? We were across the uh um border with Walt Keegan 2 years ago, Racine or last year, Racine the year before, Greenfield this year. And then the State Professional Organization. Mm. So to have two strong brands, organizations come together like that where our students are across the state as well, uh, brings to light the importance of people working together. Absolutely. Right? And as you dig deeper into the mission of each other, as Jeff said, you're doing the same kind of work, but you uplift each other through mm-hmm. events like this. And so we're very appreciative of Jeff's leadership as he carries us throughout the state and, and meet new firefighters and other
0: locals. So, Fantastic. my man, thank mm-hmm. you. We're speaking today about the upcoming uh, Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival this Saturday, August 20th, down at Celebration Place along the Kenosha Harbor. Tim and Artis Mahone are both here, Terry Jacobson, Jeff Widener, and Sharonda Glass. And we got to make sure that we get to this new addition to the festival called Stepping for Academic Excellence. So uh, somebody summarize uh, what this is about, and then we'll hear some details from Sharonda. Well, you know... (laughs) The fans who come to this event love to
3: dance. So they're already dancing. And Sharana and I and artists have been talking about how to highlight various types of dancing that's out there. And so I'll let Sharana get into the, the, the special nature of this type of dancing. But we've realized that every year people ask for a dance floor. Where's the dance floor? I'm tired of dancing on the grass, you know. I got my heels on. I don't have my heels on, but the ladies have their heels on. They're dancing. And so finally we came up with this great concept after three years of talking about it. Um, But it's going to be fun. It's probably the most evolving, uh, exciting part of the Event when you hear about it, right? Mm. Because it brings people together in a very romantic, kind of sultry, fun way. do once mm. you kind of, kind of just, highlight, I what just want to say is this about. about it
1: before she yep. takes it off. Once you see this, you will say, "Can I get lessons?" Yes, mm. yes. Okay, because it is a high end of dancing that certain people know about, and in order to pull it off, there's a way you have to pull it off. Hmm. And there's an outfit that you want to wear, and no. y- uh, like Tim said, sultry. It's more than sultry. I mean, <laughs> That's a T.F. More, more than sultry. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a lot for me. It's, 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 uh, it's
0: still family
3: friendly.
1: Be okay, okay. <laughs> tell you about she has been known within the Kenosha community, she and her husband, as the stepping couple of the world. She has been stepping, and when you see her step, just she and her husband, she brings something very, very, very high class to the table. So we're really, really fortunate to have her.
0: So it's not just a bunch of random wiggling. This is something <laughs> okay. Might be some wiggling, but it ain't random. Right. <laughs> so, Sharonda, right. do your best to describe for uh, those of us who are not part of this world, Uh, What kind of dancing we're talking
2: about.
4: Yeah, well, after that introduction, I don't know (laughs) how much more I can add. But um, to their point, it is a very um, sexy, sultry sultry type of dance. And the dance originated in Chicago. Hmm. And it started off as what um, back in the day they called bopping. And then it evolved into stepping. And now there's a whole stepping community um, throughout the world. And the dance is really, it's very structured. Um, It just like if you were learning foxtrot, ballroom, salsa, there's a pattern to the dance. But when it comes together, it is very, very elegant. Mm. Um, and there's special music that you play that you have to dance to, but jazz is is some of that. And so um, we are really excited to bring this dance to the festival this year.
0: So. When did this emerge? I mean, is this a relatively new phenomenon, or is this something that's been around as long as the salsa, for
4: instance? Oh, this has been around for for years, if we had time to talk about the history of it. But really, um, as I said, coming out of Chicago, and it was a way for people to kind of have to settle their differences on the dance floor, whether Mm -hmm. that be some type of argument or I live on the west side, we dance better than the south side. (laughs) You know, it was fun and so it just grew um and then it just spread it spread like wildfire so we um go dancing all over the united states we were going to go to europe um but covid hit mm. and we we couldn't go but for the most part there this community is large and so you have um stepping groups all over the united states so we go to florida atlanta texas california Um, Nevada, just everywhere. We travel quite a bit, especially in the the summertime, dancing. Hmm. And um, it's a treat. Um, Anybody that comes to the festival will um, enjoy it. And as Artis said, I cannot tell you how many times (laughs) my husband and I have gone somewhere and we're dancing, and people say, we want to learn how to do that. And um it's it's really hard to get them in on the dance floor for whatever reason. They think they have two left feet. <laughs> but I You tell mean just
0: you. regular people. <laughs> just regular
4: the white people. Lutherans that happen
0: <laughs> to be in the crowd.
4: <laughs> But I can tell you that anyone can learn can learn this dance, and they 're amazed at how once they start putting the the steps together and they they partner up with their partner and how it comes together, um, you never see a sad person on the dance floor, hmm. and that 's why I love it and cool. so this community is always out um, supporting events um, like the Mahone Fund. And we have, we, co- we have stepped for autism, we have stepped for cancer, domestic violence, sobriety, and so we support you know, the mission that people are trying to achieve by coming out and entertaining mm. the crowd where people wanna be.
0: So on Saturday, and I think this happens at 5.30, right? So is this a performance that people are gonna be watching? Is that the best way to characterize this?
4: Yes, yeah, so we have a step-in DJ, and so you will see quite a few steppers on the dance floor demonstrating this this dance. And hopefully we'll have time to build in a little demonstration to show people how it works. But once the music starts playing, steppers like to step. Wow. So, so you will see it. And, are we and for those that, about, that
3: like to wiggle, they can just get up and wiggle. They there can just get trying. up and
4: wiggle. some of us, that's all we
0: can
3: do.
4: And, and
0: are we talking about like dozens of steppers or hundreds or thousands? I mean,
4: so we hope to have at least 50 couples because wow. you'll be able to see what it really, really looks wow. like. And so I teach on Monday nights, so our class will be there, my my dance class will be there. And we're partnering up with uh, Milwaukee Steppers um, and Ballroomers out of uh, Milwaukee, Lisa Smith and uh, Cynthia Wilson. They have a large class as well. And then there are other stepping groups out of Milwaukee that we hope will join us in also Lake County, Waukegan, Zion area, and, and Chicago. At-
2: and once you're you're done watching this and you're amazed and you and your spouse or significant other want to get into it, Sharonda has graciously donated <laughs> lessons for the silent
4: auction. So Aww. so you can
2: support the Mahone Fund and bid on some lessons for the next year, right? Yes, we have a
4: donated a year's worth of lessons and so if you wanted to bring your partner, we every Monday night we give lessons and it's just fun. It's mm. something for couples to do and we encourage Anyone to get out there and try it—you really like it. Fantastic!
3: You mentioned the White Lutherans, right? There's some, you know, <laughs> cultural specificity to this kind of dance. But think of it this way, right? Line dancing, so mm-hmm. White Lutherans would get that, yep. and yep. they would get what yeah. uh, ballroom, ballroom dancing. dancing. Ballroom so dancing. it's for everybody. So yeah, the art of stepping is really cross-cultural. <laughs> just it
4: right. is. That's it is. Anybody so, can learn.
0: So not that this is very sultry, but for instance, <laughs> something like square dancing—I mean, which is very intricate with kind of patterns that are really quite impressive is this sort of like this but not like that <laughs> it's
4: very much like that because ah, there wow. is a pattern and so what i tell people they come and they say well um i've taken ballroom or i've taken salsa or if i i've done square dancing or line dancing i said let's incorporate that into stepping okay. and so it's so it's fun and mm-hmm. so people don't necessarily lose what they know they're just adding on
0: interesting okay so this is P P G uh, square dancing maybe P G
3: plus. Yeah. I would <laughs> say square dancing meets uh, tango. Yeah. Square, <laughs> okay. Dance okay. square
0: wow. dancing
1: meets well, ballroom with square Yes. Well, dance.
0: I am uh, I am very very much intrigued. So uh, I'm going to do my very best to be on and to experience this new edition. And it's interesting you said it's been several years in the making to several make this happen. Yeah. So.
3: You're always looking for ways to improve the experience at the festival, right? Just like the cooking studio, you want fans to be able to do a variety of things and enjoy that great lakefront. And so although they're already dancing, this is kind of a coordinated effort to bring in a specific type of dancing right? Right, just to elevate that spirit of the music. And and this is a DJ, so it's a 90-minute segment as if we had a band there. So it's Mm. not like on and off. So they're going to be there for a minute, Mm -hmm. knocking it out and elevating the excitement there. So. Wow. uh, you're going to be one of the demonstrators, yes. today. Right? Get out of your seat. We
4: want you out this of the seat. This is what not to do. Right? Okay. <laughs>
3: well, you heard we the collision, the line dancing or tango, and so you'll be a part of that. Yes. There you
0: go. All right. Well, uh, we're
2: teaching people everything. We're teaching them to cook. We're teaching <laughs> them to dance. Right? There you go. we teachers at heart. That's teaching teaching them to blush. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Very good. That's exciting. And, of course, it's really interesting that it's 8.50. We have eight minutes left, and we have not yet even talked about the, the music! music. Yes. Uh, so, uh, the music is so coming, people! So we we'll have to do this briskly, but uh, f- first of all, I mean, uh, we already heard a little bit from uh, saxophonist Richard Elliot. I'm sure that's what you'll save for last, but just sketch out for us kind of the musical offerings of this year's festival. Yeah, we
3: have some nice warm-ups, and
0: uh, Lady A, who
3: is just an awesome singer, she reminds most of us of like a Tina Turner. Hmm. Right, she's very stylish She's very uh, groveling in her voice Kind of deep down from the stomach Hmm. She's from Lake County, right And she has a great fan base, right So she's been touring around this area for quite some time And we're finally able to get her to kick this off Hmm. And of course you heard about the uh, DJ Tony Lane at 5.30 So we cannot wait for that segment to kick off middle of the afternoon at, at 3.30 because I think that's, like I said, it's the ev- most evolving piece of, of, of the event, right? The, the opportunity to bring that pattern dancing mm-hmm. uh, or the pattern wiggling, if you will. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure that out, but it's going to be an <laughs> Yeah, so he comes from Chicago and he's really, really excited about it, right? And mm. uh, Sharonda suggested him and we've talked and uh, to, you know we talk to bands all the time but the plug in a DJ mm. in this segment seems weird, but when you talk with him and you hear about this dancing segment, it fits right in. Oh, yeah, perfect. It, it absolutely fits right in. Absolutely. So it took us a while to get here, but mm-hmm. we're excited to um, to have uh, uh, this segment. And then at 5.30, we have a replacement. Uh, we were having Wheeler, the Wheeler Band, the Mike Wheeler Band, come in from Chicago, but we have a replacement in Demetria Taylor. Now, Demetria Taylor just won the Cocoa, a Taylor award down in Mississippi hmm. so she's coming hot off the award show down wow. there so and she's also from Chicago so she's a five-piece band and she's also gonna do some uh, fantastic blues music that we're uh, all excited about neat. which is a terrific warm-up for for Richard Elliott hmm. right we have the pleasure of combining different genres of music that works for the fan base So over the course of the day, people kind of come to hear what they want to hear. They start with cooking. they got the stepping going. So we're excited about about that mixture. Now, Richard Elliott, he was just on the radio uh, for us in Milwaukee, and he's really excited, coming from California. He's bringing his five-piece band as well. But he is going to... Riddle the Waves of Lake Michigan. Is that what you can say? Riddle the Waves? That just kind of rolled off my tongue. We'll go with with that.
1: You and this sultry stuff, Tim. Sultry, riddle. Yeah. So
3: you started that. But, uh, yeah, Richard Elliott and his saxophone, it's a a quiet, uh, soft, um, smooth jazz, contemporary jazz moment that's going to be a good
0: ending to our 17th year. Fantastic. Yeah. So did your folks love music? I mean, is that one of the reasons why this event took off? Or is this just the right vehicle to, to uh, memorialize them? Or, or is this a reflection of what they loved?
1: It's two phases. Our parents, first of all, my mother was a fabulous cook. Hmm. She could cook anything. Second reason is because our parents grew up with some of the jazz greats as their best friends. Mm. When the right spot was here in Kenosha, um, there would be Duke Ellington and Cab Calloway. They were friends of the family, Elephants mm. General. So we had all genres of music at our home. Some of us played in orchestra, My father, Our father played uh, the organ, and uh, so music is just what we do.
3: Mm. When so, you raise nine kids, you have to have music to calm your nerves.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, we're
3: occupy
0: a few, hoops, He's right. <laughs> a few of them. He's occupy a few of them. Well, and they can't all be linebackers. They all
3: can't be linebackers, <laughs> hoopsters. You know, not at all. Right. Um, but gospel music was important too, right? Gospel, jazz, all that kind of music that just brings people together. You talk about why we do this as a, for fundraisers, and if you look at our audience it brings out the entire community. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Our audiences are very diverse. It's families, it's, it's all of that. So it really is emblematic of, of the legacy of our parents, directly or indirectly, right? But at the end of the day, we're raising funds for kids in a, in, in a way that brings the entire community together, in a way that brings organizations together, and people that we grew up with that come back and want to raise the element in, in the community.
0: And that's what yeah. your folks were all about in yes, so sir. many ways. Mm-hmm. It's great to see the uh, event going strong after all these years, and uh, uh, if people want tickets, can they just buy them at the door, or should they be getting them ahead of time? If you want to save five
3: bucks, you should go to Mahonefund.org. That's Mahonefund.org, the 30 dollars in advance for general admission, 35 at the door. VIP, I must honestly tell you, by the end of the day, it's probably going to be sold out, so hurry up and get your tickets, Mahonefund.org. And those are 90 dollars. And that's a, a complimentary of food, wine, and beer uh, presented by El Camino, uh, Waterfront Warehouse, Barbecue Productions, Fresh Time, Culver's. So it's a nice mixture of food and, and, and beverage Yeah, for $90. And local bucks. business. Yeah, we great have a, local uh, businesses coming together. A lot of great
2: local businesses are, are there for food vendors this year. And then we have a great silent auction and raffle. We have some amazing things being auctioned off this yeah. year. And we do a wine pull every year. Mm. So uh, while you're sitting there, you could you know, win a bottle of wine, and you could just crack it open right there <laughs> while you're doing it. You can
1: come to this event, and if you come with the right frame of mind as you're going out for the afternoon or for early evening, you're going to have a great time. Mm. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you're given to a great cause, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So you can, there's no way that you could walk up on that property and not have a great time, and it's family-friendly. Mm-hmm. For sure,
0: for mm-hmm. sure. Even the naughty uh, stepping. Doesn't
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, get that naughty. Yeah. E.G. E.G. E-G. E-G. Right. E-G. <laughs> well, my thanks to all
0: five of you for uh, making this such a joyous and fun morning show today. And again, we remind everyone about... The Harbor Park Jazz Rhythm and Blues Festival coming up this Saturday, August twentieth, in Celebration Place. Boy, does that name fit this <laughs> event perfectly! <laughs> Tim Mahone, artist Mahone, Terry Jacobson, Jeff Widener, Sharonda Glass. It's been great to have all of you with us today on the morning show. We hope it will be yet another wonderfully successful event. And thanks again for being part of the morning show. Thank, Thank you for having you us. Gorgeous. And here's a little. See bit, everybody on Saturday. And here's a little more of the headliner, uh, Richard Elliot, to take us to nine o'clock. saxophonist Richard Elliot